it is 8.03 on Wednesday night here on J-Root Radio. The unbelievable J-Root Radio, Chodesh Nisan. We're going to have Nisim and with Nisim. And we're going to have an unbelievable, unbelievable month. I love Chodesh Nisan because it starts and it's when it all happens. When we came out of Mitzrayim, it's, when all the, it's, just, it's just really good. And it's before Pesach. A lot of things to do. Um, I know some of the girls' schools are off, and uh, I think they're supposed to be helping out at home, <laughs> or maybe they, maybe they are, maybe they're not. But um, what I wanted to talk about is Chodesh Nisan. We see how Hashem loves us as a people, and how Hashem chose us as a people, and He went through all sorts of different things to make us know that. So I'm just curious. Every day, I feel so many times Hashem loves me. Hashem cares about me. Hashem's taking care of me. So I think that's a really important thing to think about. So I want to hear anybody that has that feeling also going through the day when they recognize how much Hashem loves them. Because too often, we are silly and we think Hashem doesn't love us because we don't get what we want. But that doesn't make sense because we get what we need. And whatever we need, that's what Hashem gives us. And if we ask for more, we say, Bechesed, please. Not that, God forbid, Hashem's denying us because He doesn't like us, which is a ridiculous thought. He loves us. But, but, but we have to realize that everything's from Him. And if we look at all the good things that happen to us in life and we appreciate them, then we could really, really we could really, really have a much better life. I think so. I think so. No, Nisim? Yeah. I think that's that's the key. Hakarat Atov, just realizing it. The number is 718. Who is it? 683-5858. I need new glasses. 718-683-5858. Or, of course, you can text us on the uh, text. is 347 8398. Yes, I need to get new glasses. And, um, you know, I walk around all the time and I like to write and I like to write down things. And I think that I think that when we recognize what Hashem does for us, so then it's so it, 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 it gives you a sense of security and 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 we don't have to be afraid. No, one second. It doesn't mean that we should do silly things or dangerous things and think Hashem is going to protect us. If we do dangerous things, then we put ourselves in a position where bad things can happen. But it means that on a regular basis to walk around with Hashem. If you think about it, the world is filled with children. Okay? Our children are the only ones that are sitting and learning Torah. They're the only ones that are praying. The percentage of that in the world. If you think about it, why we would not think that we are the most favorite, loved children in the whole wide world when in Africa, in Indonesia, and Batik, Pittsville, there are kids that are sitting and they're picking their nose and doing nothing. They're doing nothing. I mean, they're doing, but they're not doing it. They're not, they're not praying. They're not... They're not doing mitzvahs. They're not. They're not serving Hashem. They don't even. They, they, they don't know. They don't know anything about anything. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. And there are a lot of them that are. But when a kid, when you're doing what Hashem wants, which is learning Torah and doing mitzvot, so then what? What could be? What could be greater than that? Hashem, Hashem loves you. It's the best thing. Anyways, our number is 718-683-5858. Nisim is very tired. No, Baruch Hashem tired, yeah. <laughs> See, that's it. Tired. It's a good tired. Yeah. But, he had a uh, few, few hours of sleeping, but he called, it's okay. Okay, listen. How are you? I'm Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. You know, is it ready to Pesach? You know what? I think that... You can never really be ready for Pesach. It's always going to be at the last minute. 
It's going to be something. There are some people that like kosher their kitchen like a week before, but it's like a nebuchadnezzar those people that have to eat matzah balls for like <laughs> a week. I, I know some people that have no chametz in the house for like four or five days before. I, I don't I, I can't handle it. And I'm Moroccan. I don't eat rice. Oh, and, yeah? And oh, yeah. rice is my favorite food in the whole wide world. I can eat rice three times a day. And I go, I go, uh, uh, um, a week without rice, the first thing I do after Pesach is I bake rice. According to Chachamim, you can make a tarah. <laughs> and you know something? I'll tell you what. Uh, my father was such a Baal Chesed Tzaddik. Before he died, he had my mother make a tarah because he knew that she was going to be eating by her children because my sister's married Syrians and they eat rice. So he wanted to allow her to eat rice, so he made her make hatana. But uh, I'd rather keep my minhag and embrace it, and I'll suffer. Such a terrible thing. No, it's, uh, you know what, uh, again, you grow up, uh, you know, I don't know how people, uh, you know, I don't know how to survive, but, you know, there are different tastes, different stuff, you know. I'm not uh, judge nobody, but... <laughs> With the Sephardic, we have um, the variety. But you know what? The truth, the truth is today, even Ashkenaz, uh, have so much uh, food that it's, 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 you don't feel, you don't feel, you don't feel Pesach, Pesach at all. You don't feel Pesach at all. When I grew up Pesach, we used to make our own orange juice. That was my job. We had a squeezer. I used to squeeze a few cases of orange juice. The milk, we had to buy all the milk before Pesach. And my mother used to make her own mayonnaise. Everything used to make. And yeah, that's that's the. I remember myself cleaning, you know, helping cleaning the stove, helping everything, you know, just was. But today is like everything you Pack you, it you, up you, and you go to the hotel. You, you, that's you know, this is amazing. This is amazing. I I, 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 I cannot understand. Again, this is maybe in my head, but I cannot understand doing seder in hotel. So I was once a waiter in a hotel, on Pesach, and I could tell you. It was my worst Pesach of my entire life. Not because I was away from home anyways, but I watched hundreds of people. I didn't understand what they were doing. It was, it was, it's just, they're, wait, they're waiting for, they're waiting, they're waiting for the charoses. Where's the charoses? We need the charoses. This one's up to Korach. And I'm running around. I, 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 was like, I, know, I, I, I just, I, you know, this thing, there's something that really, I would say that, uh, we we have to, uh, something that really expecting from ourselves to look at the other people. You know, I know that uh, a lot of story about the Chafetz Chaim and uh, Rabbi Israel Misalanta about watching uh, the the small people like the waiters, the cook. How did and if we come to his hotel or to any place, and we by the way, I spoke about yesterday, and if I can, you can, and also with Rabbi Weinberg, we spoke about it. When you come to another, to, as a guest, and as, you know, try to think about the other people that, you know, you come to the people, you know, the people houses or the people of the hotel, and you behind the waiter as, as a person. It's so Be, true. Uh, you know, I tell you, I, I heard from people, uh, a chef, a chef, uh, I met a chef that one time he took a job in Pesach. And he said this is, was the worst Pesach in his life ever. Never. He couldn't, he couldn't. He said, no way. They can pay me millions of dollars. I am not going to work on Pesach anymore. Because, you know, you have to feed like 500, 600 people. And so much pressure. And so much pressure. And everybody was waiting, want the food. And and the, the waiter's running. And he has to feed it. And everything's about to be fresh and kosher. And imagine yourself, you know, the lady, poor wife, or poor, you know, sitting in the kitchen, and all the all guests sitting on the t- around the table, and waiting for this kind of, you know, I, I, it's it's a really something that we have to consider thinking about other people. And it's 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 just about hakaratat of appreciation. Yeah. I can tell you that that this is something. The only way that you could teach this is by showing it by yes. modeling it and you know it's 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 so it's so interesting because when when 
ever anybody comes to do something for me or, or you know, it, it's always something I learned from my father. And I'll tell you, I'm going to tell a story. My father's shul in Rochester, New York, has terrible winters, had terrible, terrible winters. And the shul was in the worst neighborhood in town. Mamash, like the Harlem of town. Till they, my father raised money to move it out. But he used to walk a mile and a half to shul in the winter. So Erev Shabbat, he'd leave his car in the parking lot. And then after, so it's a, it's a Saturday night, it's a winter, it's pitch black, there was a snowstorm on Shabbat, he comes out to the parking lot, he gets in his car and the car doesn't start. This was before cell phones, this was before anything, he needed a quarter to make a phone call from a payphone. He's in the parking lot, in the worst neighborhood, it's, it's night, it's dark, and he's alone, and he sees in the, in the entrance of the parking lot this very tall, big black man. And the black man is staring at him. He's staring at him. He's staring at him. So my father says, you know what? Okay. If I get out and I run to the shul, how am I going to get? I, I can't. He was stuck. And he sees the black man starts coming closer and closer. And he says, "This, you know, this what? what not, not any man. but And there's no way of communicating with anybody. He's stuck in the car. All of a sudden, the guy comes and puts his face up to the window of the car. And he's staring at my father. And the guy says, Rabbi, is that you? So my father says, he says, roll down the window, roll down the window. So my father rolls down the window and he goes, do I know you? The guy says, don't you remember? I fixed your roof seven years ago. He goes, and you made me come down to eat lunch. And you gave me a salami sandwich and a pickle and chicken soup. And you wouldn't let me finish the job until I ate lunch. And you made sure I sat down and I ate the whole thing. He says, you need a boost? Hey. No, uh, it's it's no question, you know, that I, I think that's, uh, for as, as, as the example, it's really something that's very important. You're sitting at a table, a Shabbat table, without, even without guests. Without just with the kids. Don't start it until your wife, your the mother, start sitting at the table. Hundred percent. It's no, you know, it's 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 so important to to, you know, akarata tov to realize that what is behind. And you know what? You finish eating, take your plate off the table. I don't ask you to do to wash it. I take the the plate off the table. You know. I'm telling you, just I know, I know that I, I, this is what I demand for myself, and this I demand it from from hundred uh, percent. When I go to other houses, I'm telling you, the truth. I'm not, I'm not ashamed to make dishes. Do you know something? I, I was my Rosh Hashiva is Rabbi Lopian from Mikdash Melech, and I used to be assistant head counselor in Shifte, and we had Kanainahar four hundred kids, and the goyim walked out. Friday night. They walked out. Left with a thousand dishes need to be washed. So I'm proud to say five o'clock in the morning, the next morning, I went, I was, I was by the kitchen. So I hear noise in the kitchen. So I walk into the kitchen and the Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Lopian, is, is there rolling up his sleeves and he's washing dishes. So he says, what are you doing here? I said, I came to wash dishes. So I said, what's Rashiva doing here? He goes, well, he's very sharp. He goes, it's pretty evident. I didn't come here to eat breakfast. <laughs> I came here to do dishes too. So I said, but it's not. It's, it's, it's pasnish, which in Yiddish means it's not not right. So he told me, with and this is what the story was. There was an almana, there was a widow, who used to eat in the yeshiva Friday night with her son, and she used to do the dishes, and then she used to go home. One Friday night, her son was sick, and so she stayed home with her son, and she was going to come in the morning to do the dishes. She came in the morning, and she found that Rebella Lopian was just finishing the last dish. So she said, why, why, why? He said, you need to be home with your son. He's sick. I could do the dishes. So she said to him, 
but you're so chashuv. You can't do dishes. He said to her, if I'm chashuv for anything in the world, it's because I can do dishes. If that is the Ikar Hashivut. You know what? It's some, you know, I don't want to say in the winter, it's tough to make dishes. It's all true and true, you know. But uh, I, I, my job is to do the dishes in Shabbat and Friday night. <laughs> but I'm saying that it's really, Bahamut, it's so chashuv to take care of it. You know, I'm telling you, I don't want to, to say about. Uh, I, I was I was working in a certain institute, okay, and you see the the, the, the people that working over there, just eating something and throw the paper, the wrap on the floor, and I I I, I went after them and said, pick up, please, you can pick it up. I said, he said, he told me, oh, you have the janitor that they will kill me. I said, it's wrong. Right. It's wrong. It's something very wrong. What we're teaching our children. What are teaching our children? And I, I know that I, I picked it up. I know that I'm, I'm going. I know this. This really is something that we have to look. You know, for example, you drive in a car. You drive in a car. You finish. You, you eating something. You throw it from the window. Oh my gosh! I, you know, it, it's it's amazing. It's, it's so it's all. People just think. But you know what? When I, when I was in yeshiva, I had an idea. We have a lot of bachrim. Why do we have to hire help on Shabbat to serve the food? So my yeshiva in Merkaz Torah, they had Torahnut. They had cert every they had a rotation every week. Four boys were Torahnim. They used to be in charge of serving the food. It saved so much money. Arab Shabbat, we had to come, put up the chalent. We had to do the things. And you know something? It taught us so much lesson. I also, I may, may, I, I heard about Yehoshua Ben Nun, who used to clean the Beit Midrash of Moshe Rabbeinu. So I used to do the floors in the base Midrash every Shabbat, every Shabbat. You know, I, I'm talking about you know, but this is this is a point, a very good point because I I know I know that I I grew up in Israel, okay, and we learn in a public school in Israel, okay. So every uh, before we finish the, the the day, we had to clean around ourselves. You know, this is, the, you know, it's it's not, and I said, I, I went to some Rosh vote here, and I'm telling you, I went to some Rosh vote. I said, why we cannot teach our kids to take care about the environment around, our surrounding us? Why you have to do the maid, the janitor, the, the, the person, the cleaning crew to come in? I don't say that, you know, that go let them, to do. you know, and the Saba Mikalm, you know, he used, he used to sell all this chart, all, all this duty to the to the uh, to the yeshiva boys. They used to take care about the yeshiva. I don't, look in my shul, we don't have any shamash. We don't have. I am cleaning with, with, very with, neat. with my with with another boy, another two boys. You know, some boys come and helping me. Motzei Shabbat, Suda Shlishit. We finish cleaning all the shul, and. It's take a few hours, right? But I prefer this 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 amount of saving. It will go to the to the the fund for the for the rabbi for the for the electricity. This thing that it, we are we are we are, something that is very important. It's you very know? important, and you know some, you know, some and it's teaching us. You know, people come to me. Oh, are you cleaning the bathroom? Are you cleaning the bathroom? What's wrong with this? What's wrong with this? I wouldn't use a, 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 deep, a hard language because you know we all doing the same things in the bathroom. We are doing all the same, and we have we we have fingers. We have ten, Baruch Hashem. We have all this kind uh, hand and fingers and eyes, and we can clean without any problem. And kids, take consider that your mother is not the maid and is not the cleaning. And if you have any cleaning lady in the house, treat her like like a normal human being. Not like like garbage, hundred percent, hundred percent. Anyways, but you know, I I was raised very differently. But I, I my, my children are are the way the way I showed them. I think it's taking that taking things for granted. I have a joke with my kids. If they leave something on the table, I say, you know what? I'm, I'm trying so hard. I'm staring at it, and it's not getting into the fridge on its own. I guess I lost my powers. 
I can't get the milk back in the fridge, no matter how much it's, it's doesn't, it doesn't, it's not growing legs. But you know what? No wings, no wings. No wings. But I think that, I think that on, on the flip side, I think that the amount of, I don't want to, I, I don't want to criticize people that have help because if a person can keep Shalom Bayit and can keep calm and if that's what they need, so then that's not a problem. It, it no, it's not, a, no, no, no. You're right 100% if a person has the ability, but at least, at least, you know what? Don't, don't take, don't abuse that. Look at that. No, I don't, I, you know, all, all, everyone needs a job. Even the cleaning lady, even the cook, every, everybody needs a job. It's not simple. But I'm saying that when you are, when you're taking care of what other, other, other people, just treat them like a, like, like a human. Not like, like people that own. I am, are you, so you are, you are my workers, do whatever you want, I do. And, you know, I tell you, as you say about your father, about your father that is kind and give you the food and stuff like this. I, I, and I know from my experience, you know, many times, many times you go to houses with the, the, the coldest days in the world or the hottest day in the world, not even offer a cup of water or, you know, and, and this is something that it's, it's, it's surprisingly, you know, surprising to see some people that don't think about other people. It's, it's unfortunate. But I have a very funny story that happened to me when I was in Israel. I was eating, you know, Bachram. We're eating by a Kolo's lady's house. And the, the, the wife was busy. The baby was crying. The wife was busy. She served the, served the fish, served the soup. And we're waiting. And, and the wife is, is busy. And the husband is, is waiting. So a, a person I was there with says, um, I promise, he says, do you mind if I... If, if we served food? So the husband says, I'm sorry, my wife is busy. When, you know, have some challah and some mayonnaise. He goes, I'm just hungry. I'm mom's challah. I mean, I can serve it. I can go and I can help myself. I don't, you don't have to serve it to me. So the, the guy is looking at me like, is this really happening? He goes, my wife serves the food. When, when she comes, she'll serve the food. He goes, but but I'm mean, no, gonna eat it anyways. So so the guy explained. And I hope the guy heard because the whole joy of a wife that prepares for Shabbat is to be able to serve and to sit and to enjoy and see everybody eating. It's not a cafeteria. That's that's the point. That's the point. You know, this is what I do. When when uh, I know that I, I went so many so many houses to sit, and then suddenly you found yourself that. You eating, and the, the 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 house of the 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 lady of the house, the the, the wife, you just become like a servant, like a waitress, and it's it, it's, I would say it's not acceptable, it's not acceptable. She can say, oh please start without me. No no no. We and and our family, I'm telling you, we don't start eating until everyone everyone sitting on a table. It could be if we have 25 people, it's take time. Sometimes you know we we keep you know we had we had a few years ago you you saw the movie uh, Oshpizin yes yes okay okay so, I cried at the end you know, okay but you know yeah you had the two guys that coming to eat over yeah. there right and I'm I'm telling you you can ask my kids you can ask my wife one day we pick it up two guys from the from from you know to the and this is was like the duplicate, Udi, the, of, Udi. Uh, the duplicate of these guys, and um, the fish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you understand? They didn't wait for nobody. You just, you know, just serve the food, and it even just nothing. Look, this, it, we are we are not existing in the table, <laughs> and just and my my kids look at me, and then we start. No, we we couldn't hold. You know. We, we, <laughs> We, until today, we just remember this event. It's like it was unbelievable. We love cracking, laughing, you know. And these kids, you know, I, no, there was probably was angry, and you know, could didn't eat all day. <laughs> it's, it's just but when you see it and you experience it, it's it's, it's very funny. <laughs> like you know, so 
I they they I once saw a, a, a clip. This guy comes in, you know. I think the guy comes in, looks in the pots on the stove. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? So, in the olden days, they used to dye pants. They used to dye clothing yes, in, in a pot. Yeah, yeah, pot. Yeah, we, we used to we, do we, it also. <laughs> so the guy comes in, and says, "Oh, what do you have? What do you have?" He takes, he tastes, and he goes, oh, "I'm dying my dress." <laughs> he just drank <laughs> some of my dye. You know, this is. A, yeah, this is a, this is kind of uh, <laughs> no. It was a comedy, but I'm saying it's, it's no. But it's it's a you know it's, it's a comedy comedy that's happened on on a real life. You know, so many when times. we were in France, my wife and I. So this beautiful thing. There's a shul. You have you go. You make reservations for Shabbat. It's the Algerian shul, and you come and you you eat, and uh, so you sit with different families. And there's a Dutch Shabbat, and there's a couple, a couple women, and they make the food. It's 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 kosher, and it's it's but it's beti, it's, it's real. So they put out on the table bowls. <laughs> it was gravy. <laughs> we <laughs> thought it was soup. <laughs> so my wife and I took it. We just finished off both of the bowls. <laughs> and then the lady says, "Who who finished the gravy?" You <laughs> said, <laughs> "Never mind." <laughs> we laughed so hard. <laughs> you know what is it? Let's let's uh, you know what seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight seven one eight six eight three five eight. We just were raising memory about memories. Maybe I tell you, uh, you know, in in the navy uh, for the time in the, the nineteen seventy three seventy seventy three seventy two was time that uh, we used to take uh, oil from Persia to a lot, you know. Through the uh, uh, Mus uh, Gulf and the Gulf of Aqaba, and uh, you know, right. and and all over the in in the Babel Mandab, it was the, the the tiny place, basically the boat crossing over the Yemen and Somalia over the the Rand, Ethiopia. And this is the tiny that the, the terrorists and uh, some kind of pirates used to ambush boats. Right. So, so the army was this uh, time that they used to take. Uh, to take uh, Israeli, uh, to take us, you know, uh, 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 inside the boat. I was specialist in electronics and radars, and uh, airport pilot, and all this kind of stuff that everyone was is on duty on the boat. And we we come to the to the boat uh, to the to this and starting it, you know. And over there in in the boat, the captain is basically. The they, I would say God of you know tanker of two hundred and fifty. Uh, it's right? a huge tanker, and, and he's is the king of the king. You know, it's not you cannot even you know. And when he sit in the in, in a dining room, there's a special dining room only for this officer, and you know this, and you have the crude dining room. But so we sitting over there, we are sitting with the table with the with the, and I was I was young soldier, and they serve the schnitzel, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to cut it with a fork, you know, to show that I know to to manage, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I cutting the schnitzel was tough, and I just as as I cutting out the schnitzel fly over <laughs> my plate all <laughs> next to the next to the captain, and <laughs> I raised my hand and said, "I'm sorry, I lost my brakes." <laughs> never, but this is so. <laughs> you're you're reminding me of a story. Of <laughs> It was a, it was a, a masiba in, in, in near Israel, and this is to show you the midot of 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 Rosh Yeshiva, that there was there was a masiba in near Israel, and there was a Rabbi Kalevsky, who was a, a very big tzaddik, and one of the bachrim was a waiter, and he tripped, and the tray flew, and, <laughs> and a piece of chicken landed on Rabbi Kalevsky's frock. And there were potatoes on the other side, <laughs> and we're lucky. We see like this. This is a huge Tamil Chacham. He says, "Oh, goes, you're so eager to give me the food." Said, I could have waited another minute. Says, I, 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 I appreciate your Jesus to give you the food. <laughs> Anyways, we have a call. How you're on the air? Hi, yes, you. How you doing? Hi, I'm excellent, Baruch Hashem. Getting ready for Pesach. Okay. I, I, I was out of commission for last week, so I wasn't really in touch. Um, 
we spoke about it a little bit. How are you doing with that? So I have some feedback. Uh, thank you so much. Tell me. Um, so you told me that I could balance. Yes. Yes. I did. And like every time I wanted to do it, I kept on thinking about the things that the things that I got in, and it made me like not do some stuff. Like I still keep on doing it, but it made me like avoid stuff like like the worst stuff. I'm so so proud of you. I am so proud of you, and I'm so proud of you. That I, I can't even tell you. And I want you. I want to paint you a picture for a second. In Shamayim, Hashem is looking at you, and Hashem is saying, "Oh my gosh, what an awesome kid! This is a kid who's really serious about their life and really serious about things." And Hashem's going to help you more and more. And I need to tell you, it's a slow process. It is, but you're going to feel it just like you did. And you know something. You have a really powerful neshama because of the way you're talking and the things that you're experiencing. And the Yetzirah and the Satan, he really, really is challenged by neshamot like yours that are powerful. And he's he's going to test you. And sometimes you'll fail. But more times that you dive in and you have this attitude, you're going to pass. And you'll feel so strong. I, I, you know what? You need to treat yourself to something. You need to go out and, and buy yourself something. I don't know what what makes you happy. If it's a, whatever it is, but buy yourself a present. Do something nice for yourself. And I, I want I want to say that uh, you know the prayer is not going back. You know, and I think the prayer also for your mom and for all the family. It's amazing, really. It's amazing. First of all, I want to say that you are so brave to so call, brave um, to call us and talk about it. It's so important, you know, and and we say in the Shlomo Melech said, you know, it's so important that you talk about it and de- de- describe your, your, your issues and it's unbelievable, really. It's, I, we, are, we are so proud. We And you have to be proud of yourself, you know. Really, and you're going to have a great life. I'm it's, sure so. so really it, my, 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 my friend... But guess what? The, the Mishnah says that a person is going to be battling the Yetzirah their whole life. And that's Hashem tells us every day how much He loves us. And we know and we ask Hashem and it's whole life. But the bottom line is it's how it balances out. Nobody is perfect and nothing is perfect. It's where your heart is and where you're, what you're trying to do and what you're trying to get. That's how Hashem is measuring you. And it builds up momentum. The Gemara says that for a tzaddik, when they die, they see the Yetzar Hara was so huge. And at Rasha, when they die, they see the Yetzar Hara was so small. So how do we understand that? The tzaddik, he says, if he would have realized how strong the Yetzar Hara was, he would have been scared. But he didn't. He fought it because he knew Hashem was on his side. And the Rasha says, if he would have only realized how Tefillah and Torah would have helped him, then he would have been able to make the Yetzirah so small. Everybody has the Yetzirah. And Hashem understands that. He created it. And I want to say that if Hashem, I don't know, we said, we don't have any, it's You know, it's, it shows that you have a very big Neshama and very big spiritual life that Yetzirah is trying to get you, grab you, and it's not easy. We all, all, we all. I can, I can witness my about myself. Myself too. Myself. We have such a big yetzera, and it's it's a contest. It's a, con, a contents like all, all, always is war. You know war. But and you know it's what? Every single moment, and I'm saying that, that you have to be proud that you have this kind of war because otherwise, it's not for a game. Kadosh Baruch didn't make us as angels or as robots. He make us to be to choose our life. That's right. And we have to fight about it. And, 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 and you know what? The other thing is that I'm a psychologist, and I've dealt with many problems. But Torah and mitzvot is really the best cure for this. And if you learn and you daven, you do mitzvot, then your neshama gets bigger, and the etzaharad doesn't have as much room. And you're young. You have a whole life to love Hashem and serve Hashem. The most important thing is don't get depressed about it. Don't get sad about it. Say, I'm doing it. I'm doing the best I can. And tell Hashem, I need your help. I'm doing the best I can. And you know I want to do better. And you'll see. 
You'll see. I can predict without a question of a doubt. You're going to, you, I'm not saying you're going to have a perfect life. I don't have a perfect life. You're going to have so many more ups and downs. So many more ups and downs. And I really, really thank you so much for calling. I want to say thank you. Thank you. And I want to say that nobody has a perfect life because otherwise, otherwise we die. You know, we finish. Our, you, you know, know we finish. What is, what we, what is it? What's the difference between dead fish and a live fish? Dead fish is swimming with the current, and the dead and live fish is swimming against the current. The current right now is Yetzirah, and we can we have to. But you fight know, I, I want to say one more thing. That exactly what what Nisim just said. You know, I happen to know there are other there are other quote unquote Bibles that people have created, and the other Bibles everything is perfect. Nobody does anything wrong, and and. Which is maybe true, maybe true, but there are certain secrets in our Bible that everybody acknowledges as the Bible that Hashem tells us that happened. We don't have to know. We don't have to know about Yehuda and Tamar. We don't have to know about David and Melech. But what is Hashem showing us? What is Hashem showing us? That the Shvatim were human, David and Melech was human, and his achievement was he did Teshuvah and he loved Hashem. He wrote to Hillam. Okay? But if you read through Tanakh, there are many times that, that the Nevi'im, Hashem talks about things that they did, which the truth is we would never know if Hashem didn't tell us. But he's telling us because he wants us to be encouraged that we we have to realize it. We can't get depressed. Hashem loves us. And and one and one, one thing that I would say I tell also to my children over there, very important to do something that is not, you know what, you don't have. It's very will be it be difficult to go back. Words try to keep it on a balance, you know. And it's very very. And I don't know if to say it in the radio, but uh, it's something that very, you know. Uh, today today is the biggest theater uh, is. I would say the the, the small square uh, uh, cubicle. Uh, oh, the, the the stupid phone. The, the stupid phone, and the, the 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 internet and all this stuff. But also you have other other stuff that can just trying to pull you. Don't don't go into it. You know, I saw I saw a lot of boys and girls that, unfortunately, did the extra step outside, and it's very difficult to go back. You have to you have to take it slow and and, and yes. be human, and, and that's all. And you know what? Another thing that I find works for me with everything. I used to be very very overweight, and I I was talking about working in a hotel. I worked in a hotel. And I didn't gain any weight. And you'd think it was be- I, I should have gained weight. It was free food. It was good food. I was so busy. I didn't sit down for a minute. I didn't have time to eat. So instead of dieting, I was busy with other things. So to fight the Sahara on these things is sometimes very hard. But if you're busy with other things, yeah. sometimes it just it just you don't have time. You don't have time. You just like boredom is like a big issue. That's that's a very very important uh, point, right? Yes. So you know what? There are so many so many families that need chesed, that need people to help out, even take the kids out. I'm sure if you tap into it, a girl like you could probably make some person's life so much so much better. And I think they can influence so much other people because you you see that the, the right and the wrong. And I, this is this is really proud about all the kids, and I'm telling you, all the kids, even that they're doing the stupid things and silly and all stuff, and they know themselves what is right and wrong. You know, you don't have to tell them, oh, yo, don't do this, don't this, because they know. But you know, unfortunately, they have to uh, But again, it's, you know, it's, I, 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 I want to tell the beauty you, about and, it. And and if you look inside yourself, you'll see the beauty of your soul. And you'll see and and. When you do chesed for people, you get to appreciate who you are also. Because you know what? At home, it's not always, you know, kids. But when you do, and you so for somebody else, and you see a family really appreciates you, and you come, and they wait for you, and the kids appreciate you, you get a feeling like, you know what? That you're really worth something. You're really worth something. It's really, really valuable. So, you know, there, 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 there are so many, so many places that I don't know how to access it. I know my daughter gets it through her school, but you know what? I think all the power to you. Hashem's going to take care of you and, and 
I was so happy you called. I'm so happy you called. I'm sure, and bracha tzlacha, and all the best. Are you home for Pesach, or are you going away? No, I'm Okay. So, so you got what to do. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure they're, they're scrubbing and scrubbing bubbles all over the place. Is your mother a fanatic cleaner or a, a moderate cleaner? No, we have clean ladies. Okay. Okay. That's good. So help the cleaning lady. But you know what? My wife, God bless her, is so clean that it's Pesach dick like every day. It's like there's there's never a, never a crumb. I always say that we can't have roaches in my house because they commit suicide. It's <laughs> like nothing to eat. There's never a crumb left. But uh, anyways, have a great Pesach. Call back no, anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. This kid, Laser Diamond, what took you so long? Oh, I know, I know. I can't. I took off. I know. I, I, I also have to have my app. How are you, Tzadik? I, I, you know what? Nervousness is, I, I could tell you the real translation. Your brain has gotten used to being nervous. So it's kind of like conditioned that way. What it means is that that's, that's the way it reacts to things. I can tell you one thing. I can tell you one thing. That there are some people that could be standing in the middle of a, a place that a normal person would be nervous, and they're not nervous. And, and they're stupid. But they're walking through it. They, they don't even realize it. Because they don't even realize what they're walking through. So what changes... So, because you're allowed, if you fight it, and you push your way through it, each time you do that, you'll get stronger. I know, but sometimes when they have I, first of all, I don't like to say anything about it, Seaboard. I can say that there are guys everywhere that don't have manners, but I can tell you that I can tell you that it doesn't doesn't make me nervous because there's nothing I can do about it, and I can tell. I, 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 I think that we have to understand Hashem tolerates us so much, and Hashem allows us so much leeway. And Hashem doesn't get nervous from us. He doesn't. He, he tolerates us with all our mishigasim, and and so we have. And the truth is, Tomar Tomar Devarah says we have to be like Hashem. We have to just like other people. And 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 and, and, and I used to walk. I used to walk a big dying from Nelson Kupshitz. I used to walk him to the bus stop and tell Piot in Israel. And there were there were like these these these. Uh, Hooligans would make they they, were, they would make fun of him because he was he was a Hasid and and he had levush and they used to call him names and so I, I used to walk him I thought I was going to protect him so I was going to stand up for him and I was going I was about to scream at them he said no don't scream at them he goes you don't know what their life was like so you don't know what they went through he says just don't scream at them. So you know what? You want to be the boss? Be the boss. I don't have to be your work. I don't have to be your worker. I have a thing. If someone screams at me, I just stand. I don't react. So if someone screams. I just I just say, okay, you finished. Fine, no problem. I said, what am I supposed to do? Did my blood boil? Sometimes my blood boils, but I don't let it out. Don't blame it on the wife. It's the easiest thing. But you know what? The truth is, being nervous is my choice. It's my choice. So listen, I want to tell you something. That should be your worst problem. Laser Diamond, you're a gem, and you're like your name is, you're a diamond. That should be your worst problem. You're a beautiful person, and if you get a little nervous, give yourself a break. You, you, you make a lot of people happy. 
and you do a lot of good things. So, and not the end of the world. So, if that should be the worst thing that you do, then people love you and people care about you. Don't worry. Okay, thanks for calling. Chag Sameach. Sally. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, but this is too cold. I'm telling you, I, I still get uh, impressed from this girl about it. It's amazing. It's really uh, shows us how smart our, our children how are. They caring um, and, and, and they're caring about themselves. That's right. And they're honest. And they're yeah, honest. It's, they're, yeah, it's, it's, and you know what? It's not about it's not about rules. If we if we we have to te- we have to teach our kids. You know, I was thinking. Hashem loves us and does so much for us. And so we don't want to do Averot. Why? Not because Hashem's going to kill us, but because why do we want it? We don't want to disappoint Hashem. If if my kid tells me, oh, I'm going to follow your rules because I'm afraid you'll kill me. So I say, I'm your father. That's why you're following my rules? Because if I do everything for you. I love you. You're following my rules because you love me back. And you know... So Hashem gave us the Torah. I just want to say, the Torah is like, now I'm going to talk in kids' terms. The Torah is the cheat code book of life. Yeah, It's like you have a video game. So I, I, I learned from the kids I worked with, you get a video game, who figures it out? You go on, you find the cheat codes, and you type them in, and then you win the whole game. You know, the, the, the word Torah is from, it's a menu. It's basically menu. It's to, to to show us, you know. It's what and, it, and it, it's, so when it says to do Torah mitzvot, it's saying that this is the code that you punch in in order to get a good life. And if you punch in the wrong code, you're not going to get a good life. I want to tell you something that this this afternoon I had a long conversation with our friend Rabbi Yossi Mizrahi. And, you know, we discuss the, the, the teenager's uh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's, it's so, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad him a lot. It's bad a lot because the problem that in a certain way, I, I personally was yesterday when, in, in, a, in, a, in a certain, uh, I was smachot, you know, and I saw a, Act a father and a daughter, a father and a son. And I, I told I told this this parents, listen, you cannot do this. Another time I'm the best parents or this you cannot do this. You just push your kids away. Push away kids away and I'm telling you, I said to, to myself every night when I see my kids in their bed, in their bedroom, Baruch Hashem for every single moment. That are here, that they learn Torah, they coming home, they 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 feel the home belong to them, and the Torah is belong to them, and even they they doing stupid stuff. You know, we we all doing. You know, we all doing this. You know, you know, you just hit a chord by me because because every day that I wake up and I have my children, and I have my family, my wife, my children. After that, it's all it's it's all extra. When I was when I was sixteen years old, Arab Sukkot, Yud Gimel Tishrei, I had a brother that passed away. He was in Israel and he and he was on a tiul by the banyas. He stepped on a landmine, in a stemokshim that was not labeled. I was there when the phone. I got the I I I, I got the news first. And I told it to my mother. And you know something? I don't take anything for granted. I don't take anything for granted. And, and we have to be so thankful for everything. And we think that everything's going to be fine. You know what? I would rather say thank you every second for what I'm getting than to expect everything to be fine. It's you know we we have to appreciate every single moment. You're talking about Yud Gimel Betishre, and I, I'm talking about Yud Betishre, Yud Betishre, Yimelchemet Yom Kippur, and I'm talking about Vav Besivan. I remember Yud Betishre because you know what, my father in Shul on Kippur, one of his members came after the break, and he was a gibor. He walked over to my father and he said, Rabbi. 
first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to apologize to you because I listened to the radio during the break. He goes, but I'm telling you because I have to tell you terrible news that a war broke out in Israel and we have to pray for the Israelis. And we knew about Yom Kippur War. You... On Yom Kippur. You, you push the trigger now. You push for me trigger. My, all my, my, my skin goes back. I was 10 years old. And I was 20 years old. I saw my father cry for the first time, 10 years old. I was 20 years old. And I have tears in my eyes right now. I was, I was there. I can't, I can't even imagine. And I tell you, it's, I got, I don't know if I told you. Like three months ago, four, no, like about four or five months ago, I got a text. And the text was like this. Yeah. I told you? Yeah, but tell it again. I, you are missing from the unit that I was. I, I so I, I, resp- I, you know, I just, uh, I, I look at the picture. It's all the person, you know. And the name was me, click on me, and I said to him, I, I, I wrote to him, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm this person. And you were by my soldier. And you, he start, and then he responds to me, and he said, I'm looking for you forty-three years since the war, since the light hour, the night. The curse night, I'm looking for you. You was the figure, I, and I really, I don't know what I did to him, you know, that is a great, you know, I'm telling you, it's up to, up to day, we, every, every week we, we are chatting in the, in this, you know, but it's amazing, 40 years, and he, he never get over this, I'm telling you, he's, he's in the treatment and all this kind of, uh, Drugs and all this stuff. His life is miserable. But I, I, I had to release. So it, 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 when he spoke with me, he spoke with me like hours after, you know, after uh, what happened to him. And during this night, when we got bombed and we got, you know, and and it's not, it's not, it's not. You know, you cannot, you cannot get nothing. You know, I tell you, up to day, up to day, all our friends that died over there. They they stay twenty years old. They're twenty years old. I, it's too. You know. You go. How many? How many? Israeli soldiers stay twenty years old. And you know, you say you were twenty years old. It means you were in full time army the first three years. So it wasn't Miluim. You weren't pulled out of shul. You were there. You were there full time. Yeah, yeah football then. And that's why I say, I say, I have no clue about what life is. I was never put in a situation where I had to defend Arsenio Kadosh. I was never put in a situation where I had to sacrifice my life. To me, walking through a bad street late at night is mysterious nefesh. I have no idea what it means to really, really look up to Hashem and say, Hashem, I need you right now. I need you to put your protector spell on me. I have no idea. You know, you know, you know, you know the idea that basically sitting under the cannon that direct to you and you're screaming Shema Israel. And you're screaming it with all your lungs. And you weren't even religious. I wasn't religious. Nothing. That's why I say that there are people in Israel that are on higher levels with whatever they're doing than so many people here. Okay, we we have a text here. I don't know. You see the text? I don't see the... Okay, just flip it over. You see? Dr. Cohen, I would apologize to a young man I met. I made a mistake, and I want to fix it. I think that you're posing a, a really... I think that you... The only way to do it is to just, to just, to just do it. And well, this is how I would do it. I would realize that I'm going to be nervous. I would write myself a script. I would write down what I want to say. 
and I would prepare myself for three scenarios. The first scenario I would prepare myself for is that he's not going to accept my apology. And you have to prepare yourself for that. But you have to say, I want to do the right thing anyways, and I want to do what's right. And then once you've done that, then Hashem could help. The other thing is, you prepare yourself for the fact that he might be indifferent, and he might say, okay, which could go one of two ways. He might be saying, uh, you know, that, that you're not as important as you think you are. But the third way, the third way is that you can prepare that he'll take what you're saying and he'll embrace it and he'll appreciate it. But if you prepare yourself and you you think about what might happen and you do it because you want to do it, not because you're expecting any one response, because you want to do the right thing, then Hashem's going to help you. I'll tell you one thing. Afterwards, you will feel so good and so empowered. And you'll feel like you accomplished the biggest thing. And it'll just... And we, I always say, and this is my this is my way, you look at the incentive of how you'll feel afterwards, and that's going to motivate you. I wouldn't get into big details. I wouldn't get into gory details if it's something that was messy. Say, I just want to say, I'm sorry. I, I, I want to add about it, you know, especially sometimes uh, we're doing a lot of mistakes. We're doing mistakes every day. We do any day with the mistakes. The the best way is to come and say this I'm sorry. And as you said, I'm sorry and I, I, I did the mistakes. And uh, no 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 more, no more. Not because and what is but I, I want to I want also to, to, to say about it. So many times as as I would say young young ladies, young men, uh it's you take it, I, I would say, be, be cautious about my words over them. You think that the other side was offended or make, or make it, you know, that don't, sometimes, don't take other side, especially with different gender, you know, don't take it as, as seriously as you think. That's what I said. The second scenario I said was be prepared that they may, they may some people deny their emotions by shutting them down. And they may be very, they may, he may say, oh, was it a big deal? Don't worry about it. Don't be offended by that. Or, or the opposite. He will say, he will, he will say, create it to feel, to give you the feeling of uh, guilt. So, and uh, this, this is something that's very important not, right. so, not to pull, not to fall into this. If you prepare As yourself if, with the scenarios and you think that it could be, if you go any one way, but you have your script and you know what you want to say. And then I, I, if you have your script, then you could just keep on repeating what you want to say. I understand all I would like to do is say, I'm sorry. That's all this is about. I don't want to get into it. I just want you to know that I'm sorry. And it's so unbelievable how Hashem works. I had a situation this Shabbat that happened to a very dear friend of mine. And I said something. I, I, I answered him back in a way that was not nice, and I felt bad. And I knew if I left it alone, it could just go and go. I walked over to him, and I said to him, I want you to know I'm sorry. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to go into it. I said, I just want you to know I'm sorry. I feel bad. I don't want it to affect our relationship. And this man is probably one of the smartest men I know. He said, sorry about what? Nothing happened. We're friends for years. Forget about it. Move on. I was lucky. Yes. He could have punched me in the nose. Uh, but I, I want to tell you something, especially in a certain situation with uh, 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 young young people, young ladies, uh, the different uh, men and women and stuff like this. Sometimes, sometimes it's a creative of a uh, situation that the other side wants you to feel very bad. And just to, to abuse the, the, the idea that make me guilt. So just take it, maybe, maybe even cons consult with your friend or something that you can trust about the situation. And one thing I want to say is, if you want to know how to fix it, I would say, if there's, I would say in my script, if there's a way to fix it, let me know. Put that in the script. 
I want to say about dating, about relationships, about people we meet, about all these things. I was a serial dater. I dated a lot of girls. And I, 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 I had my heart broken. So I could tell you from, but I ended up with the best prize in the whole wide world. Anyways, because Hashem protected me. But I could tell you that, I could tell you that it's the way the game goes. It's the way it is. Anybody that's serious about relationships knows that it's a risk and they might get their heart broken. And that's okay. That's the way it goes. You don't have to feel guilty. You do not have to feel guilty. You have to make the decision that's right for you, which ultimately is a decision that's right for him. Yes. Okay. So we're well, over time. We're, we're over time. We're over time. You know. Okay. <laughs> and really, hopefully, that uh, some some uh, someone gets benefits from our conversation, and I'm sure so. Okay. And uh, thank have, you for everybody. Thank I you. Really, and have, I really appreciate. It. Thank you. Have a good week. Good. Good Till week. next week.